and welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of nomads with way too many board games. I'm Tom, and I'm joined by... Justin. Adam. And Debbie. And I didn't have anything clever for today. Uh, This is a board game podcast uh, about board games, where we play board games and then talk about board games. Uh, We always go over the board game that we just played, board games, board games. And the most recent game we've tried from our copious collections is Five Tribes, colon... The Jins of Nakala, 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 N A Q A L A. So I mean, sorry. It is a uh, it is a game uh, about um, moving dudes around um, on these little tiles and trying to uh, gain money and points and take control of territory in an effort to become the Sultan because the old Sultan died apparently, which is on the back of the box that I'm going to read here. Crossing into the land of 1,000 knights, your caravan arrives at the fabled Sultanate of Nakala. The old Sultan just died and control of Nakala is up for grabs. The oracles foretold of strangers who would maneuver the five tribes to gain influence over the legendary city-state. Will you fulfill the prophecy? Invoke the old jinns, move the tribes into position at the right time, and the Sultanate may become yours. That's, uh, that's the quote-unquote backstory, and that's all you're gonna get from this game. Uh, when you, uh, uh, as as part of the like, uh, look, I'm gonna gloss over the overview quite a bit on account of there's a lot of shit going on in this game. So I'm gonna try to give you like a taste of what it of what's going on here. But again, it is wildly complicated. The game is played on a set of tiles. Uh, when you set up the game, you're gonna set up a six by six. Nope. You're gonna set up a six by five grid of these tiles, and you're gonna take these uh, this little black bag, and you're gonna put all the meeples into it, and you're gonna pull them out so that there's three dudes on each one of the tiles. And then you're also going to set up a deck of cards, which is a market deck, and you're gonna lay out a bunch of those in a row. And then you're also gonna lay out some of the uh, Jin cards, uh, which are like special powers that you can collect throughout the game and sort of use as uh, as ways to uh, break certain rules. Uh, everybody's going to get a turn marker, for lack of a better word, in your color. Um, you're also going to get a bunch of camels in your color, and you're going to start off with 50, count them, $50 to start with. Ooh, uh, don't get too used to it because they're going to go away real quick, uh, depending on how you play. So uh, the meeples are kind of where the game's at. So there's like five different colors representing the five tribes. Uh, it's important to know what each of these tribes is and what they do, because uh, the, the way the game works is very dependent on uh, the your your strategy and what happens is very dependent on what kinds of of meeples you're sort of maneuvering at any one time. Uh, we've well, got your yellow uh, yellow dudes, which are the viziers, uh, and they're just points. Uh, if you get them, you get like a point, and if you have the most, you get more points. That's cool, right? Uh, white meeples are the elders. Uh, they get you two points at the end of the game uh, for each one that you have, as well as you can spend them to gain gin, and also they're generally used as a resource. Next up is merchants, which are the green ones. Uh, when you when you use these guys or when you activate their sort of power uh you get to pull resource cards out of that market deck that uh, i sort of mentioned earlier and the market cards are things that you can um you you get a couple of different things out of them uh one of them is like commodities and stuff and you can trade those in for money at the end of your turn or you can get 
um, workers. I'm going to call them workers, but in the first edition of the game, they're called slaves, and in later editions of the game, they're called fakirs, and neither one of those are particularly great. So uh, you're just going to get, like, worker cards, right? Okay, we'll just move on from that for now. Workers, Worker yes. cards. Um, uh, blue meeples are the builders. Whenever you uh, activate them, you get to sort of look around the tiles, and you get a bunch of points based on how many blue tiles are around, as well as how many of these, like, blue dudes you pick up at any one time um and then assassins are the super fun ones and they let you like pick off meeples on other tiles depending on a certain bunch of criteria but generally like when you activate red meeples you uh you get to like kill a dude on another tile which is super fun so uh the way the game works so uh every round is going to start with everybody bidding for a position in the turn order uh so we've got a tracker that sort of sits off to the side which has a a set of three zero spaces and then you've got uh spaces that are gradually incrementing to start and then getting buck wild expensive towards the end um and what you do is in player order you pick where you want to be on this on this track uh, so, for instance, let's say that pink is the first one to play, uh, and they go ahead and they put their little uh, tower onto the three space. They will pay $3 to the bank immediately for the uh, privilege of being on that spot. The next person to go can either go ahead of them on any of the other track, on any of the other spots, uh, the 5, 8, 12, and 18, and spend the money and then guarantee that they're going to go before the person that put their tower on the three. They can also opt to go later in the turn order by spending fewer amounts of money. Each person will do this until there's an order set up, and then you go from the right to the left uh, in terms of who's going to go. And the main way the game works is that you're going to pick a tile that you want to start from. And what you're going to do is you're going to pick up every little motherfucker that's on that tile, and you're going to go orthogonally adjacent to the tile that you pick them up from, and you're going to deposit one meeple on each square, sort of going adjacent each time. Um, you're going to deposit one guy and, and ending at a square. Um, and the square that you end on, there's a couple of rules about that. Like you can't backtrack. You always have to go in this like orthogonally adjacent way. Um, the last tile that you put a guy down on has to have at least one other meeple on it that has the same color. So let's say I pick up. He needs friends. Yeah, he needs, he needs buds. They're just going to, they're the bros. They're going to go out. They're going to have a great time tonight. And they need, they need friends. They need their wingmen. They need more bros. Need a gaggle of bros in order to have a good time. <laughs> That's a gaggle. It's a gaggle of bros. I guess it could be a gaggle. Yeah. So let's say that you have picked up two white meeples and a blue meeple. Uh, you move north. You deposit a blue meeple there. You move east. You deposit one of the white meeples there. And you go further east and you deposit a white meeple there. What you're going to do at that point is that you're going to pick up every single meeple that matches the color of the meeple that you have dropped onto that tile. So if there are two blues and a white on that tile, you'll pick up that other white meeple uh, and you will put them into your supply or your scoring area or whatever you want to call it. And then you will have two white meeples that you can score later in the game. So those are viziers. They're used as a resource and they're used for points. After putting your guy down, you will also activate the tile depending on what the tile is. So um, there's a few different powers that are that are present. Uh, some of them are just like pay money and you get to take stuff from the market. Um, some of them are if you spend viziers, you can get... Um, no, sorry. If you spend elders, you can get jin. Uh, so you can sort of like collect jin, which give you different powers that way. There's ones that just put down 
around stuff on the tile, making that tile worth more, which I'll sort of get to later. There's like palm trees, which are like a little bit of a bonus. And then there's palaces, which are a bigger bonus. Um, There's also, uh, maybe that's it. That is it. The other thing that can happen on your turn is that if you are responsible one way or another of emptying a space of all the meeples, you get control of that area. So in the example that I specified, let's say that it wasn't two blue and a white, maybe it was just two white meeples that you landed on. You would then pick up all three of the white meeples and then that space would be empty. You would take one of your camels and plonk it on there saying, I now control this area, haha, motherfuckers. And you would get the point value that is in the top right-hand corner as well as whatever like palm trees and shit that are on there. You get those points at the end of the game. No one is able to take that away from you unless there's some gin that is able to do it that I'm not aware of. Um, and and that is a- another way that you can sort of score points. The assassin is another way that you can activate this. So if you manage to uh, pick up a bunch of assassins, then you can sort of go further afield from where you put your uh, meeples down. And if you manage to like kill a singular guy off of a tile, then you also get to control that tile. So it's it doesn't matter how you clear them off. It's just if you clear off a space you get to control that area as long as it's not already controlled. Once you've done any of that stuff, then you can do any Jin powers you want. You can sell items to get more money, which is sort of like a set collection thing. So the more you have of different types of commodities in your hand that you sell, you can get more money up to like something bonkers like 90 gold or some shit if you have like all nine cards. Uh, Further to this, like sometimes you can use those worker cards to sort of buff certain actions, like uh, you can discard them when when you're active Activating blue meeples, you can discard them when you're activating Jin, you can discard them when you're buying Jin, that sort of thing. Uh, did I say Jin? Jin? You're buying Jin? Oh, yeah. I just really want a bottle of Tanqueray. Let's, yeah. uh, let's get these guys let's out here. Let's get this going. Woo! Spring break. So yeah, once you're done your turn and any like auxiliary actions that you want to do, you pass it to the next person. So you'll move your tower over to uh, the resting area. So you'll be the first person to bid next round, um, which is usually not great <laughs> for positioning purposes. And then it will be the next person's turn. And you carry on in this manner until um, either there's no moves, because again, um, you have to have a a square where you can put down your guys to be able to actually do the move, Um, or I think there's... Or everybody uses up their camels because there's a, a finite number of camels. So that is essentially the overview of the game. Again, there's a little bit of variation in that the jins will be, um, they have different powers. Like sometimes you can spend elders to, um, what is like move palm trees around or um, you just palm trees become better for you if you have the gin, that sort of thing. So there's there's all sorts of different stuff that they can bring to the table, which can influence how the game works. Like some of them are, you know, assassinate two guys instead of one anytime you do an assassination sort of stuff. So um, there are going to be things that break the rules and there are like three or four expansions, which I think introduce more stuff. But um, that is the general overview of the game. Did I miss anything important no i don't uh so i own this game um this is i think the second time i've played it it's definitely an interesting take on sort of this um sort of this like worker placement thing because it's 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 interesting because like no matter what you do you're always 
kind of unless you're really careful and lucky like you're sort of always setting somebody else up for some sort of interesting maneuver like because you're always trailing these tribes around behind you you're trailing these workers and uh, and the uh the meeples behind you it always sort of leaves it open for somebody to just come along with an assassin and like pick off some poor bastard in the oasis and lets them take that over. And there's lots of, uh, there's lots of different maneuvers that you can do. And like, it's a very, um, cerebral game in a way. Like I found that the game that we played, the turns were pretty, pretty long. Like you're usually just sitting there like trying to like, okay, you're looking at the board. There's quite a number of tiles to sort of, uh, interrogate in your mind and like, what is a good move and what are you trying to do? And you sort of, formulate a strategy at the beginning which quickly falls apart just because of the fact that like maybe things aren't going quite that way or you know everybody's taken all of the good stuff from the marketplace and like the because the um the meeples don't refill on the board um like there's there's only a finite number of ways that something can go um and and so it's a very interesting little game about just moving these guys around and in a, in a way that i find kind of kind of interesting um i don't know i we've played this twice and i don't know that i would call any of it particularly exciting or like quote unquote fun um like it's another one of these where it's a nice puzzle and there's a lot going on and it can be pretty complicated and that is fun in its own way um but like i don't know there's not a lot of like laugh out loud moments or anything like that uh it's yesterday's game was especially rough because of our old our old buddy tabletop simulator coming in hot i'm kind of surprised that there's no other version of this game on the internet i i was kind of expecting there to maybe be a board game arena adaptation of this just because this seems like the kind of game that might work really well in a digital space where like it's doing all the math for you and like Mm -hmm. showing you what the available moves are and like you having it scripted is quite nice to be able to sort of you know maneuver your stuff around and but man tabletop sim just is not the place when you have to like pick shit up and move shit around it is just oh yeah oh it was it was painful physics isn't your friend in tabletop simulator and like i I don't know i I don't know if they were really expecting a lot of people to be making marble games or i don't know jacks uh (laughs) and they really really wanted that physics simulator just to be you know deeply ingrained and non-turn offable um well, a term. I mean, what they wanted was what they figured they were going to get money off of was like people being like, man, I really love Warhammer, but you know what I like more? Not being fucking broke. And so they were like, <laughs> let's let's get some tabletop, like we'll, we'll, we'll model a tabletop and then people can yeah. just bring, co- come over and just like dump 36,000 orcs onto the thing and yeah. it'll be just like being there, but you won't, you won't be destitute. That's right. Yeah. And the cost of paints alone. <laughs> the paints yeah that's not the paints that i'm concerned about but yeah so we we found a mod that was scripted and it i mean it did its level best to make it not a complete disaster but it broke on us at least twice um and just like the the whole thing where you like you click a tile and it pops up all the dudes and then you sort of move them over and then you gotta like laboriously click one and then you move to another tile and you click another one and then you move to another and it it was trying its best because as soon as you put down that that last guy everything sort of popped off you gathered up all your guys it told you how many dudes you had it try it was trying its best but man it's just missing so much from 
being from being like in person. Like I opened up the box today and like the components are really nice. Like they got cool palm trees and the palaces look neat and like um the the towers are I mean sort of unfortunately very phallic looking, but you know they're very nice pieces and being able to like (laughs) being able to like handle the meeples and stuff is is really nice and this game is all about like tactility and moving things around and being able to look at the art and stuff like that and just like so much of it gets lost playing tabletop i almost want to give this one a do-over on account of how like how much of a wreck (laughs) the uh tabletop experience was uh but i mean we'll probably never get out of this pandemic so this is what we're gonna this is what we're gonna go with um but what did you guys think this like this is <laughs> here's a here's a little tidbit for you this is like one of my favorite games um i love this game it's very like it's, it's <laughs> i call it chess like um and the reason why i say that is because there is strictly zero rng to it other aside from like you know deciding who gets to bid first for the very first turn like there is no rng in this um at all what about it's, the market what about the gins uh, the gins okay so yeah you're flipping cards okay there's minimal <laughs> rng within it but like there's no dice there's no bullshit like it's just it's so good and that's just the random factor right just for anybody that doesn't know what rng is that's just the random factor and there's always like there's always a move that's just like better than the rest if if you like take the time to scout it out and it's it it is a puzzle it's i don't know i'm a huge fan of this game it's great um with that being said i despise it on tabletop simulator (laughs) i don't know that i would ever necessarily play it um ever again on tabletop sim but like but on the physical tabletop like tom said the the like the the rondals and the meeples and all that sort of stuff are all really nice and uh like it's just it's the components are nice it's a fun game it's i mean it it is very thinky so but that's something that i enjoy um it's not it's not really something that you're just gonna have a casual oh you know we're just gonna throw down a game of five tribes and uh you know shoot the shit and it's gonna be funny and light and all that sort of stuff like you know that's just not you're not really gonna get that but it's so good um the expansions are good they add a lot to the game for those of you who are who are can you know maybe you have the base game and you're considering getting the expansions um we have both of the two major expansions and i you know we love them both they're uh compartmentalized so you can use pieces of the expansions you don't have to just slap everything in there if you don't want to i'm at it's yeah, this game is awesome, and I love it. It's, it's a fabulous game. You know, I almost thought the opposite with the expansions. Like, I find the game itself is pretty solid designed. I, I found the expansions just kind of added more of the same. Like, they added the artisans, which are basically just uh, the viziers, but, you know, for items. And they added some sort of subset of the genies. You know, I, I don't know if it, I don't, it, for me, it didn't really seem like they really added a too much to an already solid game it's kind of more of the same but i don't know if we played with all of the expansions mainly we just played with the the artisans which i don't know just kind of seemed like more complicated viziers without really adding much so we only we played with uh 
two uh, expansions, which were I, they're the Sultans, I believe. Uh, was that what it was? Well, one was artisans because mm-hmm. that's those are the that brings in the purple the purple meeples. Right, it's the the it's sixth of something. Tribe. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I think what they were, I because it's interesting. I was actually going to bring this up and I was going to ask a, a, something about this. So the game is based on five tribes. So I can't imagine that there was anticipation that a sixth one would come. And so the only thing that I can think is that it it's that they put it out to fix something. And I think that it might have, uh, so you end up with more meeples, right? So I think you end up with uh, a slightly longer, potentially slightly longer game with a little more options. Um, or the the randomness increases because you have more meeples, but you put the same amount on the tiles. Um, but they must have been trying to fix something because it's a very pointed um, point grab that the that's all the purple ones bring in right is basically yeah kind of more uh, the odd yeah the odd power so if you're um because i was in a situation when we were playing where i didn't get any any gins i never had that opportunity come to me and so i can see how the artisans kind of um kind of give you the ability to potentially have a power without having to fulfill that very strict need of going to um one particular tile and having elders. Mm, yeah. Because they're not as good, right? They're not as good as the Jins. They're single use, oh, basically. Yeah. The, the, the points can still be quite high, though, can't they? Rather than. I think it maxes out at around nine. No. Okay. Well, that's still quite good. It's about. On yeah. Par. It's good for sure. Yeah. I know. It just seemed like it. it yeah. Is like you said, it, it, it limits some of the other ones. So it could ent- enter some interesting games where there's like very few assassins and stuff. So there's that less of that normal distribution, I guess. And you do end up with a larger map, right? Because you start adding the. Um, the big hole. Yeah, oh, yes, that's row. right. That's it becomes how it six works. by six. Yes. Oh, okay, so yeah. you, yeah, yeah, because I was thinking otherwise. So it is still three. Yeah. Okay, so you, you end up with this sort of just more, but you still end up using them all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because otherwise I was yeah. thinking that yeah, you could end up with some interesting games where you have like no assassins or very few, but then at the same coin, it was I started thinking that you know, sure, you have other options now, but if you didn't dilute the pool, you know, you would have more of those other options. So you don't, I don't know. It it just seems like another way to get points rather than offering like a real, it it doesn't seem different enough to me. So I I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's a necessary expansion. It seems like the game itself is solid enough. Um, I agree with that. I, I think the base game is super solid. But, you know, like once you played it, you oh, know, for sure. And sometimes, in sometimes more of the same yeah. is, is enough. You just want a little mm-hmm. bit more, a little bit more spice, you know, so throw some cayenne in there. The spice must flow. Bam. As they say. Just give it the emerald attention. Is that a dated reference? It, yes. What? That slightly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't even ask anymore. Well, you know, the, the chef on TV, Emerald. Oh, Emerald Agassi. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that weird like Ewok looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that's a dated reference. Uh, uh, I don't think that's the Ewok looking dude. Yeah, he might be Emerald Lagasse. Sure, as shit, it is. <laughs> I could see. Are you? You're not talking about the redheaded guy, are you? Are you talking about Mario Batali? The <laughs> yeah, <what>. the. <laughs> Sorry, that's who I think of when you talk about an Ewok. Oh, okay. No, no, no. That. He's he's getting all 
He's getting all dumpstered with the Me Too movement because he's a bad man. Mm. I think I may have derailed things a little. Let's let's bring it back. Um, but otherwise, like I, I do find it, it's definitely a game where you can spend as much or as little time sort of hyper analyzing the board. And uh, because I know for myself, I can have some long turns uh, in a lot of games. Uh, so I no. I do try in this game to not think about it too much. But because everything is laid out, it is possible to sort of hyper analyze as much as you want. You know every possible perm and calm that uh, there is and uh yeah if somebody is susceptible to a uh, a bad case of analysis paralysis uh this game uh won't make it better at, nope. at all nope and they're gonna go way deep in that mind palace yes but i think i i think that that's part of the uh enjoyment or charm of this game oh definitely I, definitely right is that i you have to play this game with somebody who is okay and willing to sit there and like let you let you kind of do statistics on the board if that's really what you feel the need to do cuz it is a puzzle like 100% this game is 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 a puzzle <laughs> but at a certain point you have to bring out the chess clock yeah at the world yeah. five drives championship yeah. everyone just is run on a chess <laughs> clock i'm in i think i but i think that that's also an enjoyment piece for yourself oh, right d- like i think that if you're the person that has that problem then i think you're going to enjoy the game more by yeah. lightening up a little bit too yeah it's it's a game where yeah that like you have to know that going in um just just as like an fyi uh like this isn't sort of like a fun and fast sort of game it is quite quick for what it is i feel like like it doesn't overstay its welcome but um it's not a game where everyone's going to be you know shooting the breeze they're going to be kind of concentrating on where 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 the best move is and how nobody better Mm -hmm. steal that pile of uh, traitors over in there in the corner i'm gonna flip my shit The thing, the thing that I like though about this is that it's the game is constantly changing, right? So what somebody does affects all the uh, what what is possible on the board. It affects the plans that you had on the board, right? So you could have this great grand idea of a move that you want to take, and you know it doesn't even matter if somebody takes it for you. It matters if somebody walks an extra meeple through your tile and drops another meeple on your tile because there are some that are impossible to get to, right? Like, yeah. I mean, if you have if you have four meeples on the board, you are not going to be able to get to the uh, the tile on your adjacent, right? Like, you just it just doesn't work. So there's other ways to affect people, which is really interesting to me. And to see, it's kind of, I for me, it's a lot of the same idea as, in some ways, Dixit. And I mean, I know everybody hates Dixit, but... I enjoy Dixit. To be able to... S- <laughs> to be able to see what other like for it to be pointed out to you that other people see something very obvious that you completely overlook and you don't even like it doesn't even dawn on you i to me is so incredibly interesting i mean that's the that's the epitome of of the history of family games right like you think about uh x's and o's you think about connect four you think about all these basic games and that is that is what that is what this entire industry 
is is born from in a lot of ways, right? Is being able to see something that other people don't see. And so this game, I feel like it pulls you back to that very kind of nostalgic um, gameplay and that very kind of different idea and a different mindset where it really is, it's an enjoyable puzzle, right? And uh, it doesn't have a story. Like, I really, like, there's no story to this game. Like, sure, they put a great wrapper on it. They, you know, they made it look really nice, but there is no story to this game. Like, you are not picking these people up and you're like, me and my friends are going for a walk, blah, 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 right? Like, you're not doing that in your head because this is just, it's not that kind of game. It is just, it's that, it's just that challenge and being able to enjoy that challenge and, you know, I work your brain muscles and uh, be able to do things like that and, and kind of almost modernizing it in a lot of different ways by adding, yeah, things that you see in, in the more modern board game industry. Um, but really, like I said, rolling it back to uh, a very, I don't know, age old thought process where I, I, we're all human, right? Uh, you can't see everything, you know, you're not going to be able to, uh, to be able to, to do that. And I just find I find it so incredibly satisfying that they've been able to, to take something that wasn't broken and bring it forward and make it modern and make it relevant today, um, without having to slap on, uh, stories and, um, uh, stupid humor and I, all this kind of stuff, right? Like it's, it's a, I find that it's an intellectual enjoyment as opposed to I just some of those other types. And I just, to me, that's just fantastic. It reminds me of being a kid and sitting, uh, sitting with my parents and playing Monopoly in Dutch, because of course we didn't have English Monopoly. We had Dutch uh -huh. Monopoly. I'll never forget that. My friends would come over and they'd be like, what does this say? And I'd just lie. It was really Dirt bad. boardwalk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the <laughs> dear God, no, like the the chance cards and stuff like that. They'd say things, and people would be like, "What does this say?" And I'd be like, "Uh, you owe me money." <laughs> I was really bad, but nonetheless, <laughs> I can remember sitting <laughs> as a kid with my brother and my parents at the table playing Monopoly, and it was like, you know, we weren't laugh out loud having fun but we were thinking and it was i don't know time well spent in that family kind of nucleus enjoying the idea that you're you know i intellectually having to kind of just you know think about things and, and you're trying to uh kind of hone skills and and things like that um it just reminds me of that and that's something that i absolutely adore about this game is that it just it it feels like they kind of opened their eyes and was and were like I mean why are we reinventing the wheel I just I the mechanisms there already bring it forward and and just modernize it Wow you're uh I don't know your family sounds kind of crazy like enjoying Monopoly seems seems really foreign like everyone enjoyed Monopoly from time to time The thing that I was thinking of when you said it was you and your parents playing was that your brother had already gotten the shit kicked out of him in an earlier game of Monopoly and that was the only reason he wasn't <laughs> all there as well <laughs> no i got angry and ran off i think my parents, my parents stole the, he stole the dutch boardwalk 
Oh my god. <laughs> Tess Mordock. I know like my parents and and maybe this is just I maybe this is just unique to my family. I I don't know, but I know my parents used Monopoly um to teach us things. Like I like yes, there is a lot of the dangers of capitalism. Scummy stupid stuff things happening in in Monopoly, but I mean, just trying to trying to forward plan and and trying to I money manage and I not to mention that it was in another language. It was a way that we were kind of trying to keep you know uh, our two languages kind of relevant in our house in many ways. Um, but it's it's one of it's just one of those things where it was you know I I really think that they saw it as something kind of they they took they they took a really positive spin on monopoly and they just utilized it as family time but teaching us things and you know kind of yeah i i yeah maybe it's just us i don't know i just remember getting mad at everybody playing monopoly uh anyway justin do you have anything else has, does has anyone that have changed any? tom huh uh that's true <laughs> has that changed uh while playing monopoly no it hasn't changed for a lot of games honestly well that's all right even playing five tribes when someone found a move that i was like i wanted to take and it's just like they take a bunch of stuff i'm like god fucking damn it oh yeah no no that's that's part of the course apparently it's rude to throw meeples across the table <laughs> <laughs> i think that's part of something that you maybe can learn from monopoly is i anger things are going to happen and people are going to have opportunities before you and you have to find a way to get around it really whoa I just, I, yeah, to me, I just, maybe I'm, I think about it. I, maybe that's what my problem By is. By slowly know, plotting their demise and it. throwing them into an endless stream of bankruptcy and sadness. Yeah. That's what you do if anyone takes your move. <laughs> Break out of jail, then you get yeah. more money and you drive everybody into yeah. the dirt. That's right. Monopoly taught me that sometimes the best to move is to stay in jail uh, so that you don't have to pay rent. <laughs> Ah, capitalism at its finest. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll uh, move on to some uh, review time, I guess. Uh, So for me, I'm on a scale of keep or not keep. Um, You know, with this one, I'm going to break the mold, my own mold. And I'm going to defer this one for later because the tabletop sim version of this was such an utter catastrophe that I don't feel like any review that I would be giving would be fair to the game. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting game. Like I, like I said before, I don't know that it's like necessarily my kind of fun. Um, but you know, it is a very cerebral experience. Um, and, uh, you know, all the things that everybody said in, in praise of it are true, right? It is a very, it is a very, um, yeah, it's just a very solid experience. It's a very solid game. Uh, there's no randomness. You get what you get. Um, it's all about trying to make the best with what you have. Um, like some of the negatives I would bring up is that like, like the turns can be kind of long and because of the ever changing nature of the position of the meeples on the board i feel like there's not a lot of utility in sitting around during somebody else's turn trying to find opportunities right like some games you can sit there while it's somebody else's turn and sort of plot what you're going to do but i feel like with this if you're the last person to go, you might as well get up and make yourself a drink and come back and then like reassess everything. 
Um, so I think that like the the fact that the turns can be long can maybe be a little bit of a waste with this one just because of the ever-changing nature of the board. Um, for me, though, it made sure that if I took my turn, I could go deal with my kids. So it worked out great. But other than that, like I, I think there are a lot of good parts of this game. It is a very solid Euro style game. Yeah, it's you know, the 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 theme is paper thin, uh, which is weird that they decided to go with slaves. Like you could have just not just don't. Like we don't we don't need I mean historically accurate, but you're making a game about jins and shit. Like, guys. Like, come on. So it's so it's good that they like updated it, but then they updated it to something that also seems insensitive. So I'm not entirely sure what the hell is going on with the uh, with the department over there. Uh, but other than that, like, it's a very good game. It's a very solid game, and I I feel like I would probably keep it around just because it is a very solid game, even though it's not necessarily my like go to uh, for a fun board game night. Um, so so I'm just gonna like it's a I'm thinking it's gonna be like a preliminary keep. Um, because yeah the I like, like that well like the tabletop sim version was just like such an utter tire fire that i honestly feel like it would be a disservice to give any sort of final recommendation on this well, that's fair based on that experience alone uh so that's probably where i'm gonna be ending off for 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 that for now and maybe we'll revisit it sometime in the future um but yeah it's a it's a decent game um it's a solid game if you like this sort of like very thinky type stuff um it's probably one to check out um i don't know how you're going to do that without forking out 100 bucks now uh and tabletop simulator probably isn't going to do it either but um maybe bga will have a version up at some point question mark maybe i'll have to build it who knows we'll figure that out when we get there um but for now i'll say keep but i mean i guess it'd probably just be a keep on account of like if the game was such a disaster yesterday and i'm still thinking it's probably okay then it's probably still okay uh but you know it wasn't really a fair a fair go considering what a disaster it was um what do you think justin five tribes it's probably just okay uh no it it's a i don't own this one um but i have played it at at adams actually uh yeah yeah and i think i savanted my way through it there there uh and then i completely forgot about it until we played it today um where I, I forgot that coins were worth points and uh, uh, managed managed to pull pull a couple victories I think later on in the games, um, but it's a it's a f- good game um, like it's just an interesting method of doing things that you know I haven't really seen outside of like something like Makala which is very odd um, and it's not something you know you, you I've I've seen again so it's a good solid recommendation so long as you kind of are aware that it is that very kind of you know quiet time everyone needs to think sort of game um with a depending on how many players you're playing with uh, up to four i guess um there can be a lot of times between turns depending on you know how deep in the mind palace everyone is um and with that being said it's also not a game maybe that i am super excited about like it's not a game that gets me excited um that makes me want to try to rush out and buy it uh, notwithstanding that it was 90 dollars on amazon which seems ridiculous um but if it ever came back and print and it was a good deal i mean i'd probably pick it up like it's a nice game for you know a quiet time with solid components and uh you know bring it out to a bring it out to a cabin or something i don't know good game for that i think how about you adam it's a great game for quiet time <laughs> it's uh it's <laughs> this is a yeah this is a, a game for people who 
just really don't mind, you know, sitting here and like trying to scout out a move and then watch that move completely disappear because, you know, like it was said earlier, somebody puts a meeple on your like one extra meeple on a square and you're like, oh, no, you know, or or uh, yeah, it's 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 a game that that's like constantly changing again. I agree. The theme isn't really, it's not really, they they don't really, uh, drill down to like bedrock with it by any stretch of the imagination. Like the, honestly, the, the theme could pretty much be anything. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I, like I said, I, I love this thing. It's, it's way up there on my like favorite games. And again, a lot of the reasons why I like it is just because it's, it is a puzzle because it's, yeah, it, it, it plays really good at low player counts, like two players all the way up to four players. And then I think I'm pretty sure that if you, if you, uh, get the expansion, you can play it with a fifth player, which, you know, five tribes, five players, you know, uh, uh, smart half adds up. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good. Um, I recommend it. I, I give this one a nine and a half out of 10. Like, like I said, I, it's, it's everything. I love this game. Absolutely love it. Um, constantly want to play more. Just absolutely not on tabletop sim. Please like, like I, I actually would go as far as to say like, don't play it on tabletop sim. Um, just because, you know, you'll, you'll end up probably having a, a sour yeah, you're going to have a sour time. experience with a really good game. Yeah. 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 All right. What about you, Debbie? All right. So for myself, um, I give, uh, I'm on a five point rating scale. Uh, this is a five out of five for me. I'm uh, likely in the same boat as Adam. This is one of my favorite games. I really enjoy this. Um, I think that it's, uh, fits very well into kind of any of my, a lot of my other, you know, uh, games that we've talked about that I've, you know, really enjoyed, like uh, Castles of Burgundy and stuff like that. Like, I really enjoy the puzzle aspect. I really enjoy the ability to just kind of, I don't know, uh, sit around with people that you're comfortable with, uh, not having to, you know, uh, kind of talk and do all sorts of that, you know, um, that kind of stuff. I just enjoy uh, the puzzle I, aspect of this, and I really don't feel like there's... Um, Anything that the game really can be faulted for. I'm not going to lie. So uh, absolute five out of five for me. I think that, you know, people should give this a try. It's definitely, you know, um, taps into a different part of your brain, gives you a little bit of a of a puzzle to think about. And if you enjoy stuff like that, I think you'll really enjoy this game. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's me. Five out of five. Uh, all right. Thank you again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to send us any kind of constructive feedback, you can do that using email at collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at CGS Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Team Rage Tom. And uh, if you want to like, like and subscribe that would be great um you could also like share with friends and stuff that'd be super cool and if you like this kind of thing we got lots of episodes so you can go hit up our um uh, website or the feed or whatever just go listen to a whole bunch of us talking about a bunch of shit that we own uh yeah all right thanks again uh justin you got anything oh hey uh if you want to get a hold of me uh, you can always find me on twitter at don't trust justin uh why don't you go on there and tell me about your favorite desert I'd really like to know. How about you, Debbie? <laughs> favorite desert. And if you guys want to get a hold of me, you can get me at, at Mrs. Wynn. That's at M-R-S-W-H-Y-N on Instagram and Twitter. 
And you can get us as a group uh, at CGS Podcast on Twitter as well. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. If there's something that uh, you want to let us know, if you just want to give us a shout out, uh, want to chat or want to suggest a game, um, reach out to us on Twitter and uh, we will see what we can do about giving your game a try uh, or, you know, uh, starting a little conversation with you uh, at CGS Podcast on Twitter. Adam? Uh, if you guys are going to get a hold of me, you can get me on social media at for the win f o r t h e w h y n. Um, also barbecue. It is Christmas Eve when this is launching, so uh, uh, I'll be barbecuing. What? What? Uh, what? No, it'll be the twenty third. Twenty third. It's the day before Christmas Eve. Oh, that's close enough. Which is yeah, which is enough. nothing. <laughs> but hey, yeah. So it's not Christmas Eve, but uh, it, you know, I'll be doing some barbecue. So um, it's gonna be cold. Last one. Last one of the year before I hibernate for a while on the barbecue front. So yes, uh, check it out. FTW Barbecue and Bakery on Facebook. It is. Uh, it's Debbie and my little side venture where we're bringing bringing the bringing the meats and the baked goods right to you sort of if you're in calgary yeah that's right he's gonna be hibernating in the barbecue (laughs) that's true um i'm just saying that i'm not barbecuing in january in canada like it's just it's just not happening oh yeah i'll show you it's a bad scene as long as the propane's still liquid (laughs) that's yeah that's 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 almost what I'm concerned about. All right, I didn't I didn't <laughs> think this was going to be the conversation that really just knocked us for a loop. All right, thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and we will be back at you next week with something fun. Thanks again. Bye. 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 Hi, it's me again. Uh, As a quick production note, Tom from the past is a dirty liar and was wrong about there being an episode next week. We are going to be taking a few weeks off during the holidays. Thanks for listening and we'll see you in the new year.